because I think it's just a strong blend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. You can tell that it's strong. But it is strong. It's good. It's good. All right, make sure that it's like a little bit close. So you, you can just push it back a little bit. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Cool. Is that is that better? Well, I just want you to be comfortable, but I, I want you to have like a consistent distance from it without leaning. Oh, yeah. Like so whatever, right. whatever your whatever default, default posture, posture is. Look at that picture. I, I hang it up every once in a while. And it, make, it makes me feel better. For those of, of, of you who are not sure of what we're talking about, that's a picture of Matt Diamond when he was in IT. He, he, <laughs> you can tell he's in a suit. He's in a tie and dress shirt, which yeah. Makes I made I made like, fun uh, of him for that picture. Yeah. And the day that I made fun of him, he sent an email out <laughs> to uh, IT to get his picture changed. Really? We always or, said that he looks like Tarzan. Like, you know, why? You know, like when Tarzan, oh, he has a huge big toe, like Tarzan does. <laughs> I've never seen that. His, his big, big toe. toes are like ginormous. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, when Tarzan wears like no- normal clothing and he just looks so uncomfortable and weird? Sure. It's kind of like Matt outside of sweatpants. Just looks uncomfortable and weird. I see. I miss that dude. You miss him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I'm really chill right now, so you know we'll have a very chill podcast together. We're gonna cool. talk about real things, real life, mm-hmm. um, really interesting things. You're an interesting person, so I'm really excited today. Okay. All right. Hello, everybody. This is an educated life. This is a Christian higher education podcast where we talk to people, students, experts, people with a lot of interesting stories. Uh, about life, about education, about their experience in higher ed. And today we continue uh, our series, Student Stories, with my good friend and my assistant area coordinator, Satoshi Seth. Hi, yeah. Satoshi. Hi. I'm, I'm one of the humans, persons, students that you're talking about. And yeah. 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 So glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. We're recording a podcast today. Yeah. And uh, we we're not... We haven't prepared anything. We're just going to see what happens a little bit. Yeah, which we'll see what happens with that because I'm not sure. Spontaneity, is that a thing that we can do? I certainly think so. Do ones do spontaneity? Is that like... I do because I'm the best of all the ones. Okay, of course. And if people don't know what that means, I'm an Enneagram type one, but I do not actually um, adhere to some of the stereotypical qualities of a one. Yeah, you're definitely, but I am definitely deeply, not stereotypical. deeply a one. And there's not this, I don't even know what my second thing is. It's not even close. Like my highest bar for sure. Yeah. I relate to is the type one. Mm-hmm. And Satoshi, you are a type four. Mm-hmm. I'm a type four. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you also do not adhere necessarily to some of the more common stereotypical qualities of a type four. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of emotionally stable. So, <laughs> wow, you just made a lot of assumptions right there, and you also made a lot of people angry. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I forgot that people listen to this thing. <laughs> you forgot that people listen to my podcast? Yeah. All right, we'll talk about that later offline. Satoshi, um, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Give give a a, a profile, give a skinny on 
who you are. Yeah, so that's funny because I'm actually pretty skinny. Um, but I'm a person. I am 21 years old, grew up in New Delhi, India, half Japanese. Um, that's on my mom's side. And then my dad grew up in Kansas, but he's not really from there. So yeah, I've lived a lot of places and now I'm in Newburgh. So Newburgh, Oregon. Newburgh, Oregon. You're at Fox. 000. You're at Fox. Studying sociology. After Studying I sociology. just failed out of social work last year. Is that how you frame it? You failed. Well, that's what happened. I failed out of social. Like I got kicked out of the program because I failed intro to social work twice, and now I'm in sociology. <laughs> so, yes, and we'll talk about that. Actually, that's an interesting. I interesting. actually, I've never even asked you specifically about like what what was that journey like? You know, failing the course two times and then being kicked out of the program. Yeah, because that's the first time I'm hearing it that way. Uh huh. Often you have talked about this, or the couple of times that we have. Uh, you changed your major, is what you said. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that narrative. That makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I changed my major too because yeah. I failed out. I did the exact same thing. I failed organic chemistry three. Yeah, which is a little bit above intro to yeah, social intro work. To social work is pretty low bar. So I just want to separate myself from you a little bit there. Yeah. I feel like I failed a more advanced course than, uh-huh. and then I got pretty much kicked out of the program. Uh-huh. Or I wasn't really kicked out, but the whole world was like, you will not do this. But I mean, also think about like what, what value statement that has. That means that like you can't do organic chemistry. It's like about like, okay, like maybe something about maybe your higher level thinking in a certain area. Or maybe it's just memorizing stuff. Maybe it was just like there's so much content to memorize. Yeah, I appreciate I, you I, saying I, this. I failed a, a class on like how did you care for people? <laughs> yeah. Which but, is, but here's it's the kind thing. of funny, which is no, kind of funny it is, to think about it. Right? It it's is like, funny. What does that say about Satoshi? No, I mean, I mean, you can you could say something, but yeah, what could. I'm, it might what, not be true. But what but. I'm saying is, I mean, motiv- It seems like motivation is an important factor mm-hmm. in life. You yeah. got to be motivated. Mm-hmm. You got to understand how things flow and how things are like working. Right? It has yeah, to be definitely. coherent and congruent to how you line up with you know viewing yourself and your future and your vocation and things like that right a little bit i, li- I like how you framed motivation because we, we actually talked a while back about laziness yeah yeah. and you're talking about how like laziness isn't this bad thing no um, i certainly do not and i that. at first i was very confused i was mm-hmm. like what is this yeah what's this guy saying yeah but i think that i actually have a very similar framework yeah yeah that motivation laziness yeah, I think people underestimate like time yeah. and how uh, the more time you cultivate, it actually is an advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To make rapid fire decisions in life and try to move through life at a pace that's kind of been set before you, you know, adopting someone else's blueprint or someone else's formula for success yeah. is a surefire way to fail in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens when you when you're feeling like um, you can't help but be lazy or procrastinate. There's books on this. Yeah. You know, the theology of procrastination, Mm -hmm. this idea of procrastination being actually a really good part of the self-awareness process. Yeah, yeah. And learning to play and learning Mm -hmm. to like, you know, kind of waste time and try to figure out things. Mm -hmm. It's really important. It's actually one of the most uh, effective ways to cultivate creativity. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, people underestimated that a lot. Yeah, it's kind of funny that we have such an aversion to wasting time when we don't to wasting 
pretty much every other material. Yeah, thing. I think the trick is though you have to you have to move forward. Yeah, like you, uh, there is a wasting time part where it's actually built underneath very unhealthy practices. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I think that's an important caution. But I think there is uh, a type of time wasting that is curious, that is humble, that is exploratory, uh-huh. that should be commended. Mm-hmm. So you're a sociology major. Yes. By the way, I want my books back. Yes, I have your books. They're All really the good Peter books. Peter Berger books. Peter Berger is a famous sociologist, mm-hmm. the father of uh, sociology of religion in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of books that I've borrowed from people. of about 20 books. Man, borrowed books. I really don't care about those books. I care about mine. Yeah. I have all of yours Thank on you. my shelf. Thank you. They're old books. They are They're old frail. Books. They are frail. They're very fragile. Mm-hmm. So please, I want them back in good condition. Of course. Thank you. Um, sociology major. Junior. Junior, yeah. I actually just uh, filled out the form to declare my major last week. Yeah. Uh, so what does Fox do to you if you don't declare your major by your junior year? Uh, I don't think it's really an issue. I think yeah. the main issue is that oftentimes you can't get into classes that are major specific mm-hmm. if you haven't had a declared major. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, that's not been a problem for me yet. Yeah. But Yeah. And kind of to round you out a little bit, you've also been a part of Res Life for about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. And you are this year an assistant area coordinator. Mm-hmm. What is that? Yeah, so uh, it really, it's like I'm in res life and I work with you to oversee a group of RAs. Yeah. Um, but it's literally in my job description, other responsibilities. So pretty much I do whatever I can to support you and to support the staff. Mm-hmm. It's really a supportive role. Yeah. And you don't necessarily have directly your own residence that you oversee. No. But your particular focus is the team, yeah. including me, the other RAs, the other AACs. And in some ways, um, you help inform and create the culture that we have yeah. from a student perspective. Mm-hmm. I think you have. Do you feel like you have more voice this year than last? For sure. I think. I think the main reason that I have more voice, though, is because I have set aside time. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I get paid to like reflect. Yeah. on how to use my voice. Yeah, and then I have like dedicated space to use my voice. Um, yeah, so I think those are kind of the main. And then I'm also expected to have a voice. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely do have more of a voice this year than last year. At George Fox University, uh, the assistant area coordinator is one of many student leader positions, mm-hmm. and I think it's a very very um, important piece to residence life and our programming and how we structure things. Um, tell me a little bit about what's been going on this semester. Like, how are you doing right now? We're in week nine. Week 10. Are we in week 10? This is week 10. Why did you write week nine in the email? Did I write week nine? You did. I'm going off of your, your understanding of the semester. We have six weeks left. So I guess this is, we finished nine weeks. We finished the ninth week and we're in the 10th week this week. We're in the 10th week this week. Yeah. Yeah. Ten so, weeks in. Ten weeks in. This is crazy. Yeah. Plus all of training. Plus all of training. Res life starts a little bit early, right? About three weeks for you yeah, early. Yeah. So you've been here for a while. For yeah. Like actually, you were here over the summer. Twelve weeks, and then I was here over the summer. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah how are you? How are you doing? Huge transition. I mean, my brother came out from India, New yeah, Delhi, yeah. India. Yeah. Twenty-two million. To yeah. You. 
Yeah, you were anticipating that a little bit. I was anticipating that. That was going to shift some things for you, how you experienced the semester. For sure, yeah. Yeah. I haven't lived with him since um, my senior year of high school, which was about two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's been a while. Has it been good? It's been so good. Yeah. He he loves to cook. I love to cook. And we've been cooking a lot of good Indian food. Yeah. What does the cooking actually cultivate other than food? Like, what do you feel like it creates between you and in the apartment and ultimately with like the, the community around Roy apartments? Yeah, this is a great question. I think, um, I think something that I've been thinking about lately is like, what is it, how do it, what does it mean to love? Like, what are we called to love? And there was this talk this last week, um, called the love imperative, um, on campus about like, what does it mean to love? Are we called to love everyone equally? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I, I think I, I believe that the best way I can love this campus is by loving my brother well. And I think our food is a really good way that we do that. Like we show each other love by cooking for one another. Yeah. Um, cause food is something that's very dear to both of our hearts. Um, but then also we invite our friends to eat with us mm-hmm. and, I, I can see that there have been a lot of friendships that have been strengthened and created at our dinner table. Um, so I think our relationship in, in many ways spills over into the people around us. I've partaken in your food. You have, yeah. It's very, very good. It is good. Um, that fried chicken, I'm kind of missing that. Uh, I'm missing that too. I was actually thinking about some fried chicken yesterday. I uh, let me know how to incentivize you to make that again and have you invite me over. Yeah. Um, I think if you provide the chicken, that's more than enough incentive. That's right. Which you did last time, but we didn't, we I didn't think, use your chicken. I think we still have it. Really? So we could just cook. We it. could just cook that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I love that. I love hearing that by the way, because mm-hmm. I think, um, sometimes, you know, there's this sibling rivalry or mm-hmm. angst Yeah. and you don't, and and especially if you're the older, you know, the younger comes in and they have like a snapshot of who you are. Like yeah. you're still that mm-hmm. person before you left your senior year of yeah. high school to college. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that growth happens, but you can't like affirm it or you can't like lean into it because you're that person from two years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of idea. And and sometimes like siblings can create a dynamic of like kind of like almost a... um what do you what's the like a reversion is that what the word is no the word is kind of like a regress yeah a re- mm-hmm. you know a regression reversion mm-hmm. i don't know why i got talk i mean that, i think that's how we related to each other all throughout high school actually yeah or we didn't really like understand how we were both changing and how the other was changing mm-hmm. so we just kind of related to each other how we had been yeah and i think our we, we just didn't have a good relationship in high school throughout high school um but i think I think, you know, earlier we mentioned motivation, and I think uh, that's something that me and my brother have very much in common, that we share kind of our, we share motivation in a lot of ways. Like, we're on a very similar journey. Like, the reason that we're at college, um, to engage in community well, um, to live in community, to live in accountability, to Mm -hmm. live in honesty, um, and then, yeah, I think the ways that we see that are very similar. So I, I see that our journeys are in a lot of ways parallel. Yeah. And I think that's kind of some of the ways that we've been able to see one another. Yeah. I also think like Sawyer coming in 
highlights a different aspect that you've got you've been kind of cultivating throughout your years at Fox. Um, you seem pretty entrenched into the community mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. Um, and that's fascinating because I can I can certainly see uh, in a parallel universe like you could be less involved. You could mainly just be focusing on your studies mm-hmm. and trying to get through college. Yeah. When I think about you, I often think about there's this deep intentionality of wanting to cultivate mm-hmm. things outside of the classroom yeah. that inform some really big pieces mm-hmm. of like what you want to do after college. And we've had a lot of conversations about mm-hmm. like what's your vision for after you graduate, you're going into your last year next year, mm-hmm. possibly. Possibly. Hopefully. <laughs> Unless I fail again. <laughs> I'm not in any intro classes now, so... I think that decreases my. You know that's hilarious that like your Achilles heels is like intro classes. It's like not because you're also taking like physics right now, right? Yeah. Uh (laughs) How much physics do you need to take for social sociology? Uh, None, but I do need (laughs) science to graduate. Understood. So it's like an elective. It's an elective. Most actually, if if I think about it, right? Except for my honors classes and one sociology class, all of my courses up to this point have been electives. Yeah. But I love this idea that I just want to kind of explore with you. And it's kind of like the reason for this podcast in a lot of ways. When we talk about an educated life, uh, we often uh, think about the things that we experience outside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. So this is less about your major, less about um, your academic success, and more about college being a place, not, not a place where you just go to take class and get knowledge, Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a it's a space it's an environment where you are going to be stretched and challenged and you're going to experience yeah um possibly a lot of new things for mm-hmm. the first time yeah this sure. morning we talked about identity in our chapel time yeah that's what the ac's talked about mm-hmm. and i was reflecting on that a little bit like no matter how eclectic your pre-college experience has been in college because you you, mm-hmm. you uh in high school you you talked about living in new delhi and things like yeah, that and you're sure. a third culture kid in yeah. a lot of ways and um no matter how how diverse your experience is prior mm-hmm. to college college brings a whole new environment just yeah. just based on its structure based on the location things like mm-hmm. that and i see you as someone who has explored well who has asked some mm-hmm. really deep questions and really capitalized on uh, the total college experience mm-hmm. and yeah. in res life and as area coordinators and as uh, you know a student life you know division, um, we value those things a lot. Yeah, yeah. And they, I, I really believe they've certainly colored um, and accented and supported um, students how they view themselves, how they view their future, how they view their future vocation and things like that. Mm-hmm. What specifically some of the things um, that you've experienced um, or you've benefited from or you've cultivated by being very intentional mm-hmm. about kind of digging into community, building relationships, yeah. things like that? Um, I mean, I, I think it's a very like insightful and pointed question. Uh, I, I mean, like Identity is something that I do deeply care about. I mean, I just, I actually painted something on Friday that was about identity. Um, so it's yeah. something that I, I think about a lot. Um, I think, I think that's something that actually like I'm currently in the process of 
reevaluating and reframing a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think this year has been very different for me in that my freshman and sophomore year, I, I like took this like very deep but very wide dive into community. Um, like every every meal I was eating with different people, sometimes multiple different people who I'd never met before. Yeah. And you know the, the amount of people that I was interacting with, you know, like I, I was I was interacting with having significant interactions with you know, uh, fifteen thirty people a day. Um, whereas now that number has been reduced to one, two maybe three people a day. Yeah. Um, and I think um, a big part of it is is how do I allow people around me to see me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think realizing more and more that oftentimes... I do so many things to obscure my identity from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that is not interacting with the same people consistently. I think part of that is um, you know, using certain language to mask like my true feelings or um, true intentions. Um, and I think this, this process of like interacting with less people has allowed my, the interactions that I do have um, to be more of a window into my identity and being. Um, and I think I think that has equipped other people uh, to kind of like call me on my bullshit a little bit more than before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think realizing that, you know, I deeply long for connectedness. And yeah. I think often times in my life have felt very lonely. But it's kind of this, like, this weird thing of like, oh, I feel lonely but I'm in a lot of ways like creating that myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I think through that process, um, I've, I've grown to really value listening. Yeah. Um, like what is our ability to hear and see one another? Mm-hmm. What is my ability to hear and see you? And then am I letting you see and hear me am i giving you the tools or the information mm-hmm. or am i trying to obscure that information yeah you know what implications does that have for like the long term like yeah. what kind of person do you envision becoming mm-hmm. from this because you know some of this can sound very extracurricular like it's almost like optional you don't really need mm-hmm. to experience this and i i kind of agree with that in mm-hmm. some sense you know what i mean college yeah. can be so many different things for different people, but you've certainly elected to wrestle through some really, really deep personal identity mm-hmm. things. Um, you're thinking very intent intentionally about how you're shaping yourself and how you're setting yourself up to be a type of person later in life. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, what give me like sell this to me? Like, what's the big picture here? Like, why sh- why why now? Why experience this in college rather mm-hmm. than just like, you know, kind of take a more sterile clinical perspective of college and just get through it and yeah. then go go somewhere else and figure this stuff out? I think, uh, I mean, before we started the podcast, we were talking a little bit about envy and about, um, I, I had mentioned that last Friday and Thursday, I was feeling very impatient. And I think 
um, actually the reason for my impatience is this feeling of I see where I want to be as a human and how I want to relate to others. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to relate out of integrity. I want to be connected to other people. Um, I want to be healthy in my habits, all sorts of things. And I think feeling impatient of I see where I want to be, but I don't necessarily want to go through the diligence and the work to get there because mm-hmm. I see how painful that is and mm-hmm. how much work that takes. Um, so it's kind of this sense of almost like envy of an ideal mm-hmm. and impatience because I see the work that it takes to, to be there. And I, I think um, when I think about college, um, I don't really think about, you know, like the fact that, you know, by having a degree, I'll probably be better equipped to get a job. Mm-hmm. But what I think about is college as this place of fertile ground like the people that are here are very much like very similar to me Um, the people that are are here care about learning the people that are here care about community Um, you know the people here live really close to me and live like in a lot of proximity to me they have time to hang out they want to hang out um um, but they also are motivated and dedicated. Yeah. So I think what I see is a place um, that is kind of like brimming with like friendship mm-hmm. or it's like it has almost, it's like at the tipping point of like explosion of there's so many, there's so much friendship potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think I believe that um, I can't just go to a cave Yeah. and just like, I, I, like I love solitude, yeah. But I think, um, I think there is this like ne- that community and friendship is necessary to see myself. Yeah. You know, if I if I if I was born in a cave, like would I even know that I was a human? Would I even know that I was a person? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I don't have any framework for my existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm, I would not. I don't think. I think other people. Um, it's like dancing, you know, it's like there's this beauty of together we can create and do something that far exceeds the beauty of what I can create or do on my own. Yeah. Um, and I think community, college is like kind of the perfect place to do that. Yeah. And extra, ex, especially extracurricular stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last year you started um, as an RA in the like a first year area basically mm-hmm. right yeah. you were in edwards yes um and you and i both know matt diamond pretty well and he mm-hmm. was your ac last mm-hmm. year um what were some like the some of the like the marquee or hallmark like things that you learned last year yeah and not and and, and i don't mean like what you learned in terms of knowledge but like how have you changed over the mm-hmm. uh, you know from last October to this October? I mean, a really big thing is that um, I think two of the huge things that I've learned from Matt, like one is that he cares so much about movement and about rhythm. Mm -hmm. Um, And this year, the main way that I've looked at my life and the way that I relate to myself and the way that I relate to others, the way that I relate to God has been through rhythm. Like what are the rhythms of my life? yeah. And what determines them? Are they just like kind of arbitrary based yeah. on comfort, like worshiping yeah. comfort, or are they set 
um, based out of dedication mm-hmm. to something. Are they motivated or are they lazy? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that piece of movement along really through the mode of like, you know, climbing mountains and, you know, physical movement, I think has really shaped the way that I view how I use my time. Um, and then the other thing of, you know, Matt actually was the one who gave me my dinner table, you know, the, the one that me and my brother eat around, the mm-hmm. one me and my brother invite people to, the one that you ate that, that wonderful chicken at. Mm-hmm. And I think Matt, uh, that gift really very much embodied the hope that he had for me to create community yeah. around the table. Um, and I think that was something that he did very well was the way that he hoped in people. Like he saw um, the the beautiful garden or the beautiful potential that people had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like he would very much call that out. Um, so I think those are the, the main things from last year that shaped me. And, you know, through that, there was like this rich community of RAs there was this rich community in Edwards and Gully. I yeah. have some really good friends from that time. Um, and I think all of those things kind of like culminated in those two things that have kind of really shaped my life. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, I think that's, those are really important pieces, right? And I think in a lot of ways, um, there's a lot of like interesting opportunities and potential that flows out of those two concepts mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. really really well that's super cool yeah uh, i'm you know i'm grateful for you and i'm grateful to him for helping you like navigate some of that stuff yeah 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 um when you look at this year mm-hmm. and and think about like the near future um what are some of what are some of the visions? What are some of the goals? What mm-hmm. are some of the challenges that you are seeking to traverse? Yeah, I think again, there's two primary things. I think one is this this idea of joy, and am I do I live out of joy or do I live out of cynicism? And I mean, oftentimes it's more of a combination. But I want to be someone that lives out of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that oftentimes, like you know, when I interact with the people around me, you know, like when we interact. Um, it can be very easy for me to live out of cynicism. Like, oh, if I'm honest with men, ultimately that will lead to me getting hurt, you know? Yeah. Or like, if I fail, like it's this catastrophic event. Yeah. Um, and then I think that thing of failure specifically is the second thing that I hope for this year is like, what is my framework for failure? Like, do I see, you know, as a person in power, as an AAC, like, can I see the ways in which how I operate might silence other people. Mm-hmm. Like when I lead a meeting or I lead a discussion, are there ways that I'm acting that might make people fearful of voicing their true experience or their true beliefs, you know? Like, or um, like the the choices that I make, like, you know, we, we talked about this recently, like I signed the open letter, mm-hmm. um, but is that something that I, as an AAC and a part of the institution, like, was that a mistake for me to do? Like, am I able to, recognize the ways that I could fail and the ways that I do fail and the way that I have failed. Yeah. Um, and I think oftentimes those are, th- those are three questions that I avoid um, because I, I think I've been very scared of, it. I mean, I think, I think that's even true like in, po- in podcasting, right? <laughs> like uh, th- this whole process is kind of terrifying. It's like thinking that someone might listen to my words mm-hmm. and that throughout this whole conversation, you know, like there's different ways that I haven't listened to you well, 
There's different ways that I haven't articulated myself well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just all sorts of things going on. So to think that someone might listen to this podcast and see my failure, it's kind of terrifying. Like, I feel like I need to perform in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think though I really want to live out of joy and I really want to develop my framework of failure. That's good. I think I think you're being very vulnerable when you're talking about that. There is a dynamic here where um, there's a temptation to not be yourself, and yeah. authenticity is mm-hmm. very rare, uh, especially in the public sphere. When anything, when you think about anything that you're creating, that's ultimately purposed to be shared. Yeah, uh, you want to self-edit. You want to be risk adverse, mm-hmm. cautious in so many ways. And I think uh, part of that good healthy challenge that comes from doing something like this i think is addressing that and yeah. i love that i think yeah. it's a very powerful thing to continually put yourself out there mm-hmm. not not like not without like constraints and like principles and like boundaries behind it but i think if you are led by values and a mm-hmm. healthy intention to want to do good yeah. and to create value for other people i think that's this is a great Mm-hmm. way to do that or mm-hmm. at least you have to find your you have to find your spots and and try to lean into those more mm-hmm. i think you know if i could sum it up i mean i think uh trying to be creative or uh, pursue creative endeavors mm-hmm. is an admittance um, uh, admitting of like you know i'm still in process yeah yeah it's um it, it affirms a learning posture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think um, you will experience failure, um, and and it makes you respond to it, and it's very very hard to ignore, because the way that you ignore it is ultimately you quit, yeah, mm-hmm. or you never share it, or mm-hmm. you never complete the process. All right, pretty good, pretty good. Um, let's move into rapid fire questions. This is where. People get a very uh, rapid snapshot yeah, of who you are. Sure. You've you've heard of this before. I have I yeah, have you've experienced? I've this. experienced this live with other a area coordinators. That's right. Um. By the way, it'd be fascinating to like get other RAs and AACs mm-hmm. to just be around the table and to have you guys talk without me. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Yeah, you I think? haven't forgot about this. Oh yeah. Okay. So make sure you, you know, that'd be cool. I'm, I'm encouraging that. Okay, rapid fire questions. Rapid All right, a little fire. bit more energy, a little bit more speed. Let's go, let's go. You shouldn't think too much. Don't be thinky. Okay. Just be, just, just be answery. Answery. Or you, we already talked about your Enneagram type. You're type four. Yeah, wing five. Wing five. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Okay. Most favorite word? Serendipitous. <laughs> Really? I, I have no I don't actually Do you like, like that the word. movie just, Serendipity. It just came to my mind. I don't think that's actually my favorite word. Wow. I think my favorite word might be and. Oh, the conjunction? The conjunction. Okay. It's a beautiful word. You know, and is such a hopeful word. Like whereas but is not. Mm-hmm. Least favorite word. I. Oh wow. Maybe I maybe I have some self-worth issues. <laughs> favorite sound? Uh trickling water sweet that's cool who inspires you jesus <laughs> dr zeus leonardo da vinci uh dr zeus uh, my mom 
Who's Dr. Zeus? He, oh, Dr. Seuss. Oh, Dr. Seuss. Dr. I was Seuss. like, Dr. Zeus. I was homeschooled, and there's all these words that I mispronounced. I was like, the lightning god has a doctorate? He's That's a doctorate. I'm like, what? No, doc, uh, Zeus, the god, does not inspire me. <laughs> Who has taught you the most about life? Uh, wow. I have no idea. <laughs> Nature? Really? Wow. Favorite book? Uh... <laughs> I hate that question. Yeah, question. I get uh, the, this book called Wonderstruck is pretty high up there, um, but also The Sabbath by Abraham Joshua Heschel. Okay, it's pretty high up there. Yeah. Favorite subject or topic? Sociology of culture, cultural anthropology. Yeah. What's overrated? What's overrated? Yeah. What's overrated? Uh, social media, TV shows, movies. Really. Uh, why don't you just say the arts? Oh, no. The arts are not That's underrated. what you're saying. No. Oh, no. What's underrated? Leaves. Leaves? Have you ever seen a leaf, man? Have I ever seen a leaf? Yeah. Is that what you're asking me? I'm not sure that you have. Right. This is not about me right now. It's about you. Favorite tool or object that you carry around with you? <sighs> <laughs> my glasses okay. that is a tool yeah. and if you were like in the my imagination like 14th my century imagination? you would have a leg up on everyone your imagination i'll have a better answer for what's overrated comfort is really overrated All right, nice. capitalism is really overrated capitalism yeah wow attacking capitalism on the podcast yeah. nice i'm a little bit of a socialist favorite brand or company uh, I mean, I thought of Leaves the first, but that's not a brand or company. Um, You're really into Leaves uh, for some reason. Goodwill. <laughs> Goodwill. Okay. What's your most used app? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a phone app. It can be an iPad app. I don't use my iPad either. Um, uh, I use. Well, wow. Just for I a, used to I used to use Scribd a lot, which is kind of like the. Um, it's like the what is it Spotify of books? Yeah. But now I probably use like Google Doc Docs. That's my most Google. Yeah. yeah. Docs. For people who don't know, Satoshi doesn't have a smartphone. No. Which is I'm um, making me. Part, angry. I actually it I makes used me to be so uh, a graphic design major with an emphasis in computer science. Yeah. Um, but I changed because I really did not like using computers. Yeah. Let's see how far you've fallen. You know, honestly. Yeah, you know. When next thing I'll be a farmer. <laughs> for sure. When do you feel strongest? Uh, I think with people that I love. When do you feel weakest? Uh, when I've failed, when I'm alone. What's one I'm of your lonely. What's one of your rules of life? Uh, there's always more. Yeah, there is always more, isn't there? Yeah. Satoshi. That's the end. How do you wow. feel? I feel I feel good. That was a lot. That was rapid fire. Yeah. So this, if people want to reach out to you and they now realize that you don't you don't have a smartphone, you're probably not on social media that yeah. much. Where can they find you? Uh there's there's two ways for them to reach me. Or there's three ways. They can come to my apartment. I'm not gonna tell them where it is. Or they could um mail me a letter at um George Fox University 
North Meridian Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, my box number is it's just George Fox Campus. But if you if you mail if you mail the letter to the George Fox Campus, my box number is five eight eight two, or they could call my phone. <laughs> my phone number is three six zero two one eight nine seven nine zero. So they could call me or mail me something. Okay. Um, That's just or they your, could they could you just, just gave your wander. phone number on the podcast. Yeah, they could, I'll block them if they're annoying. Yeah. Sweet. That's awesome. I thought the third way was you're gonna like just send me a raven. They could do that, but uh, I think maybe if they were to like uh, astral project to my location. Astral project. But I, I usually go to bed around eleven, so they okay. should astral project yeah. to my. my so dream wherever you self. are around the world, because there's so many listeners on this podcast that yeah. listen from very very far away. Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And other places. And now on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. Oh, wow. My handle is I am Minsu Choi. Um, so if you want to reach out to me. What if I want to find you? I can't find you on those places. I know. I don't want you to. I only want to exclusively interact with human beings on social media. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, Satoshi, it's been a delight. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, to all the listeners out there, thank you so much for making an educated life. Uh a wonderful experience. Um, really appreciate your feedback as well as your interaction. If you enjoy uh, this podcast, please consider liking it, reviewing it, subscribing to it, and sending me um, monetary resources. <laughs> um, you can support the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash an educated life. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your semester and wishing all of you um, the very best. Talk to you later. Can you say bye to Oh, bye. I'm making peace signs right now. Okay. You know this is a podcast, right? Yeah. That's why I said that I'm doing it. Okay. Because <laughs> I can't see. <laughs>